Welcome everyone to Simply Living Wellness, where you'll learn how to love yourself, heal yourself, and how to nurture your mind, body, and spirit. So today we're here to talk with Therese Martel Bosshart, and Therese is part of my inspiration to start this podcast. She's been a coach of mine over the years and a dear friend, and she was the one who initially encouraged me to become a second-degree Reiki practitioner. So Therese Martel Bosshart is president of Empowering Steps. She is a certified educational trainer with the Institute of Heart Math. She's a coach, educator, trainer, and Reiki master. She has coached and trained scientists, educators, counselors, social workers, first responders, and healthcare professionals in the U.S. and abroad. She assists clients to regain resiliency and the capacity to prepare for and recover from stress, adversity, or challenges, and to achieve a more balanced life. Therese helps clients align with their life purpose, allowing them to experience more joy and creativity. Welcome, Therese. So excited to have you here. Hello, Donna. It's great to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. So excited. So um, today we're going to talk with Therese about Reiki, and we're going to dive into that about what is Reiki and uh, her experiences, my experience with Reiki. So very excited for today's episode. Why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got to become a Reiki master? Oh, I would love to, Donna. Thanks so much. So as a young person growing up, I had, um, there were a lot of health issues going on in and out through the family and everywhere. And I was raised in a pretty strict uh, family with religion. And I always kind of knew there was something different, something else out there. I would go to a bunch of doctors and they would tell me different things and they would say, this is wrong with you and this is wrong with you. And then the next year that wasn't wrong with you. And it was one thing after another. I started to look for alternatives, how I could take control. I felt that a lot of my life had been giving my power to others. And I truly believed somewhere in, I don't even know where the messages came through, but that I was in control of my health, not everybody else who's telling me what to do. I so I started, I started to get massages and I had this dear, dear friend who gave me massages and she also did Reiki and then she became a Reiki master. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. So she did a couple sessions with me. They were awesome. And so I decided, well, I'm going to look into it. So when I looked into it, the actual description that really drew me to Reiki was the fact that it was a Japanese technique for stress reduction and relaxation. And I thought, well, everyone can use that. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. So with the reduction in stress, a balance begins to be, to be achieved within the body. So this is how the healing is promoted. So, so often energy through is move. Energy is always moving through our body, but so often it gets stuck and where it gets stuck, we may have some gathering of cells or some dis-ease within the body. So in my mind's eye, it could be complementary to traditional medicine, and it could help with everything that we are trying to do. So that's why I started my, uh, just my journey with Reiki. So Reiki was, was that the first 
modality of energy work that you experienced? I'm curious. Yes, it was the first one. And it, at that time, so that was probably about 20 years ago, it was becoming more mainstream. There were some within the hospitals. Now it's been, it's, it's quite prominent and it's everywhere because people are realizing how much help it could be with everything. And I'm not saying that it's something that needs to replace all your medicine or every, anything else, but it's something to add to your toolbox, something to help you gain control of your life, your health, and everything around it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I've noticed that too, that um, Reiki is more known than most of the other modalities out there. I mean, well, you know, acupuncture is pretty well known, but they don't really allow that in hospitals. I mean, what do you think it is about Reiki versus all the other energy work and healing practitioners that are out there? What, what do you think it is about the Reiki that they even allow it in our mainstream medical system? I believe it just takes time for all these modalities to be accepted. If you really look at Chinese medicine, it's been around a very long time and acupuncture has been around a long time. I believe that the MDs and, and the DOs really want to keep their craft uh, the way it is because for them it seems to be working. But for the patient and the clients, I believe that if we add in these other things, it seems to give them more power. If you go into a doctor and he's telling you everything you have to do and you have no choices, you're kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. But if you have other things that you want to entertain and ask them, you can definitely do that. I was just speaking with a friend today who had to have surgery and she's, she's well-versed in many different things. And she went in and she said, look, I don't want the gas. I just want the stuff that's going to knock me out and spoke to the anesthesiologist and he met her needs. Mm -hmm. There is a doctor in Rochester, New York in his hospital who has a Reiki room in the ER. Wow. So, so here we have people taking examples of people taking control. And this is an MD who has this, this uh, Reiki room in the ER. And then this, this person, a patient who just said, look, I don't want this. I want that. And so they're starting MDs and everybody's starting to work and look at these different things. It's just kind of a, it may be a long road, but it's happening. And yeah. it's a great, it's great to be a part of that and to train people how to do this. It's a great thing. And of course, people to be able to take ownership of their own health um, have to know that there are these alternatives out there. And that's really why we're doing this podcast is to make more people aware of things like Reiki. And um, so very exciting to have you here sharing with us. So you talked a little bit about um, what Reiki is exactly, and so let me just see if I understand that correctly. So we have energy that flows through our bodies, and when the energy is flowing, flowing freely, then um, we are operating sort of at optimal, And uh, but it, when it gets stuck um, is when disease, disease can happen. Is that right? So can you just maybe explain that one more time or a little bit further? That'd be great. Certainly. So Reiki, the way it's administrated, it's by placement of the hands over the body. 
Now, there are a few practitioners that actually touch the body and some that don't. Both, I think, are effective. And again, I think we need to be really careful for the client, but also what works best as the practitioner. So if you feel that touching certain parts of the body with the client's um, approval, that's fine. And if not, that's fine. But what happens is there is a principle of unseen life force energy within the body. And it flows through us and gives us life. Mm -hmm. If one's life force energy is blocked, then we're more likely to get sick or feel stress. Mm. If it's flowing, then we're capable of being content and healthy. So as we place the hands over the body, we gently get the energy to get moving again. Mm. And that's, that's what causes this this healing to be able to begin and to occur. Okay. So the, and how does it get moving again? It's because the energy is flowing through you and your hands and, and yes. that facilitates the movement in the patient. That's correct. And also Reiki is a learned skill set. I believe we all have the power within us, but we learn it. It's not something that's just comes out of nowhere. It's something that you learn. And then you feel this, and then you are trained to move that energy through the person to help them. Mm. So learned, a learned skill, but also maybe through practicing. Exactly. That's exactly right. And the more people you work on, the more you become aware of how you get notified of things. Because I've had people that I've taught that see colors. Other people see words. Other people feel things. So it's all about how you as that practitioner can help your clients as much as possible. Mm, okay. So I see there's another element in here. It's not just about delivering or being a medium sort of for that energy to go through you into the patient to help move the energy, but it's also about intuition and getting maybe messages that you can then relate to the, to the person you're working on. Is that right? Right. It, Reiki is an intelligent energy guided by a higher, higher force. Mm -hmm. It will direct energy where and in the amount required to achieve balance. Mm -hmm. So the amount of flow is directly to the amount of need of the client. So again, you're the facilitator as the practitioner mm -hmm. of, moving, of the moving of this energy. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a benefit to everybody. It can never be negative. There's nothing to this can that can ever harm anybody that's good to know well um and then you said you can have the hands on the patient or above but actually you could be a thousand miles away right yeah that's correct and i've done that many times is that i have sent reiki and there was a woman who actually had a sinus infection and she has was on her third bout with um, antibiotics she was across town from me and so we did a Reiki session and her sinus infection cleared up and she was totally done with it. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to mention too, is that you can do Reiki on plants and pets and um, to keep them in balance as well. Mm, mm, lovely. Yeah. Everything has energy, even a rock. But that's exactly right. And the other thing that's really that I love, Reiki is that it's whole body and patients feel an overall improvement in health, including more energy, stamina, creativity, and a lot less pain. 
So the side effects associated with Western medicine are non-existent. Mm, so that's where you're talking about it as a complement to, to Western yes. medicine. Yes. I know, you know, in our hospital, I, I don't think they offer it, you know, as, a, as like a service, but they allow volunteers to come in and give Reiki, especially to cancer patients um, and elderly who are in pain. And, and so, you know, they, they do allow that. So, you know, it must work. I know it works personally, but they have to believe it works because, um, because they keep allowing these volunteers to come in and give the Reiki. And I know, especially for cancer patients, it can be very comforting. Well, yes, and I, I, I don't know if you'd like another example or not. Um, would that be okay? Definitely, yeah. So I was at Mayo Clinic with a friend of ours who had had um, some very serious surgery, was unable to sleep and in a lot of pain, and was in the um, uh, telemetry unit. So I went in and I asked the nurses there if I could do Reiki, and they said, oh, please do. And she said, uh, Mayo Clinic is talking about doing some alternative medicine, and we used to have a Reiki practitioner in here. So I worked on this patient, and within five minutes, dead asleep. And he hadn't slept all night, and he was in severe pain, and he was out, and everything was fine. And the nurses just shook their heads and smiled, and they knew it. And then they told me another story of a woman whose son had come in. She, he was 22, and he was dying. And she went and she took a Reiki one class. She got certified and would go in every day and work on him. And within a week, he was out of the hospital. Wow. Wow. What was so he dying is, of? I don't remember, but this mm. is from nurses within the Mayo Clinic. Wow. And we know nurses are in touch because they, they are the, you know, patient interface and it was just amazing wow what a story i love that thank you for sharing that so um what other kinds of conditions then you know what, what do people come to you for when they they want sessions and how are you able to help them headaches stomach aches colds flu tension anxiety um People with serious illnesses like heart disease, cancer, and leukemia, they use Reiki as the complement to the regular medicine. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned before, Donna, right now they are recommending Reiki for people undergoing cancer treatment because it reduces the suffering that follows chemotherapy. Mm. But there's found to be a decrease in blood pressure, increased antibody levels, and um, an increase in temperature effects similar to those produced by met, uh, meditation and proven health boosters. So, you know, as a part of your meditation and every night I send Reiki out to the world and we can all do that and we can set intention that, you know, we're not bound by, by anything anymore. Everything is, and it's always been, but it's all about energy. Mm -hmm. mm, love that. So um, you can give Reiki to yourself, right? I mean, I, I do that myself. I um, second degree practitioner, I, I, although I don't have a practice in Reiki, but I just use it for myself and my family. And um, do you do it every day, Therese? Or, I mean, oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I just had a terrible problem with my back. I had sciatic that I've never felt the pain before in my life. And I didn't, everyone I talked to, I've, 
obviously I've worked with doctors and they're telling me I need to go in for surgery or I need major pain medicine and I need MRIs and all this stuff. And I did none of that. I had a friend give me Reiki. I did Reiki every night. Uh, and I am a hundred percent healed from that sciatic. So yeah, I know it works and I've seen it over and over with different things. I had a patient who was on the table and I was moving down through the body and I was getting towards the bladder and there was a real hesitation. And then finally I was able to get over the area and she said, Oh, I forgot to tell you, I just had bladder surgery. Mm. So we could actually tell as the practitioner that there was some disturbance in that area. And then once we released that, you know, everything seemed to be much better. So. Mm. so you can actually, what you just feel a difference in the energy or your hands start warming up or what, what exactly did you say is the, yeah, you feel a difference. There was a hesitation. Like, okay. Almost she, like you were mm. just hesitating. So the body was telling me something mm. and the more you do this, the more you feel that. Mm-hmm. I think so much right now we've shut down our emotions and it's very hard for our intuition to give us messages mm-hmm. when we've shut down emotion and we're not listening because there's so much chaos and so much chatter around. It's very difficult sometimes to feel that and Reiki will help you enhance that, that beautiful thing that we all have. We all have this intuition. We have all this available We've just not honed in on it and learned to uh, make it stronger and better. We've forgotten. A lot mm-hmm. of people talk about that, that we've forgotten over the, over the years and that that used to be normal even in our country back, back in the early days. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. And then it was considered witchcraft or awful and, um, and so we shut down. We were right. afraid. We were afraid to to use those what they were calling powers, but really, yeah, we all have that. that yeah, yeah, and remember, it's it's usually the people that are in charge that try to shut down everybody else because mm-hmm. they want to keep in charge and keep things the way they think it's right. And so, it's always been that way all the way through history. Mm-hmm. If you keep the information away from the people, then they don't know any different. Yeah. Well, um, share with us maybe a little bit, um, like in that example with the bladder. So being on the receiving end, I mean, what I've experienced receiving Reiki is um, just an, a, a complete deep relaxation that um, just fit, makes me feel rejuvenated afterwards. So that's pretty much what I feel. But I know, um, I, I think too, though, you can... You know, when you're giving Reiki, you can feel your hands actually warm up, right? Uh, Yeah, you can sometimes. Now, sometimes the patient will say, gosh, it's really warm there. And they'll touch my hands and my hands are just normal body temperature. Mm. So it it really depends on what's going on in each individual. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you give a session, then do you talk during or do you have a little bit of chat after where you kind of talk about what came up or how, how do you typically run a session? Yeah, I, um, I combine it with coaching generally. It, it seems to work well. Um, mm-hmm. So I usually don't talk as I'm working on the patient or client and I ask later that I have the information that I need for them. 
-hmm. because I feel it's very important that we discuss uh, what happened if they're interested. Now, sometimes they're just not interested. They're so relaxed. They just, they're just fine with it. They don't want to know. And I also work from a body as healthy. So even if I know that somebody has a condition, I go in with this body as 100% health. Mm. I feel that working from health uh, is an advantage. So that's the way I choose to work. Mm -hmm. And setting the intention as well. Exactly. And then the other client that I had that was very intriguing was a a young gal trying to get pregnant. And um, she had a, a husband who had had some issues and they had to freeze the sperm. And so they did. And so this, she was trying to get pregnant through in vitro. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, from implanting and she had lost, I think one pregnancy. And so she came to me and we did a couple of sessions with coaching and Reiki and she ended up getting pregnant. Now, mm-hmm. I believe that that's from the relaxation because I think you're so distressed. You want to be pregnant. You want to be pregnant. You want to be pregnant. The body's energies aren't flowing as they should. Mm. Barring any anatomical problems, it, it just can enhance everything. So uh, that's another wonderful thing that happened. And it's not that I'm guaranteeing pregnancy. It's not that I'm guaranteeing anything. What I'm guaranteeing is that your energy will be flowing again and you'll feel it. And then once you learn how to do it, then you're able to do it to others and yourself. Mm, Love that. Love that. So it can be physical uh, problems that it can help with, but also just emotional um, and relaxation and, and, you know, can it help people intuitively or spiritually, you know, connect more with intuition? Is that what, Yes. And that's why I combine it with the coaching. Mm -hmm. As a heart math trainer, I also use that in my sessions as another tool in their toolbox to calm everything down. Mm, Great. Well, we're going to have you back on to talk about heart math because that's a whole nother topic in itself and very excited to share that with our listeners also. But we are getting close to being out of time. So is there any other story maybe of a, an exciting success story you'd like to share with us before we wrap up at the end? I guess I think the, the other one that really strikes me was a woman who came who was very uncertain and did not want to do this. And her sister kind of cajoled her into coming. And once she met me, she thought, okay, okay, fine. And she was on the table and we talked and she was out and she woke up and said she had never felt better and was, you know, had some difficult things that she had to tackle and that she was on her way to do them. And so I felt that that really enabled her to be in a better space to handle mm. some difficult situations. Mm, love that. And, and really, like you said, these are all tools that really just help us heal ourselves. I mean, we have the power, we have the ability to improve ourselves and heal ourselves. And that's where you talked to earlier about taking control and ownership of your own health rather than giving that power to somebody else. So it's really what it's all about. And these modalities are not just replacing 
traditional medicine. They're, they complement, but they're also just giving us the tools to do it ourselves, um, making that energy flow freely so that so that you have the ability then to um, fight off whatever you might be fighting off or um, healing, you know, issues that you have in your body. So it's when that energy is flowing, then we have the a, a stronger, we have the strength and better means to heal. It's really kind of how it works, right? Yep, that's exactly right. And then beyond that, whatever we choose to do as as a healing to heal whatever that might be whether it be allopathic or not can be more effective excellent well Therese thank you so much for coming on and how can our listeners get to know more about you and acquire your services if they'd like to what tell us how they can find you okay well the name of my my company is empowering steps llc I'm located in Phoenix, Arizona. I do work remotely as well. The Reiki classes are not remote. They're, they're live because I really find it's very important that we have the hands-on training together as a group. It makes it more effective and we can answer questions as we go through it. Do you teach Reiki certification? Right? I do. So, okay. Yes. okay. I teach so, that here well. as well as doing private sessions. Mm-hmm. So Excellent. I teach that in Phoenix, Arizona. My telephone number is 602-284-7128. And you can gather my information from my website. And the website's just empoweringsteps.com, correct? That's correct. Excellent. Well, so excited to have you here. And thank you so much for sharing. And we look forward to having you back very soon to talk about heart math and probably other topics as well. That's great, Donna. Thanks so much. And I look forward to speaking to anyone who's interested. Have a great day. Excellent. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.